Welcome to the Sales Not Selling Podcast, where veteran sales professional Stacy Garrett will cover topics that will help you be more successful at sales without selling. Without selling. Learn tips and tricks for success, as well as ways to be your best authentic self. Hello, and thank you for joining me on my podcast, Sales Not Selling. My name is Stacy Garrett. I sell promotional products and have done so for 24 plus years. My goal with this podcast is to inspire other sales professionals to be even more successful and happy in sales. In today's podcast, episode number 43, I'm going to talk about how important it is that you consider how your customer likes to communicate when you're choosing your communication method. Everyone has a preference. Think about yourself. Do you prefer to have people that you're doing business with email you, call you, text you, DM you on social media, or would you prefer to always meet in person? Now we're adding into the mix a Teams call, a Teams video, Google Hangout, Zoom, and I'm sure there's others I haven't used or I'm forgetting. So let's talk about this a little bit. I never thought about this early on in my career. I just preferred to email with a combination of in-person meetings. And because of that, I feel like I attracted customers that also like to communicate in that way. But times are changing and the variety of ways to communicate has grown. Are you paying attention to how your customer chooses to reach out to you? It is often easy to spot their communication preference by the way they initiate contact. Here's an example. I have a customer I've worked with for several years and he hands down prefers to talk on the phone. He will quite literally call me to tell me he just emailed me and then he will proceed to tell me everything that's in the email that he sent me. If he calls and I'm in a meeting, he'll leave a message but then call back a couple hours later if I haven't called him back. Now, This is kind of an extreme example, but this is not made up. I am serious about this. So while I still prefer emailing him because I like to have things in writing, I will still call him occasionally to let him know about the email I sent him. Seems redundant, right? Well, I'll tell you, it feels redundant, but it's what he wants and how he prefers to communicate. So I do what I can to accommodate that preference. I'll give you an example with me as the customer and my preferred communication when people are trying to get me to use their products or services. I used to have a factory rep that would just drop by my office unannounced. He was from out of town and he would come to town and just stop in my office and expect me to give him time for a meeting. At first, I would accommodate him because I did like the guy and the line he represented was great. But finally, I got to the point that It just made me so frustrated because it would interrupt my day and whatever I was in the middle of. I felt like it was disrespectful of my time. I mean, he did know in advance that he was coming to town, right? Is it that hard to schedule an appointment? No, no, not at all. So I finally sat him down and very politely told him that I would not meet with him if he didn't make an appointment. I set my expectations and told him that if he just dropped by in the future, I would not see him. I'll be totally honest. He still didn't make appointments all the time, but he would drop by a little less frequently and I never took a meeting with him. And I would say politely, hey, nice to see you, but I'm busy. Just let me know next time you're in town and we can schedule something. 
did that hurt our business relationship? Sure did, because I felt like he was basically saying, I hear what you would prefer, but that doesn't work for my style of selling, so I'm not going to do it. I have gotten a bit of a reputation for being someone that doesn't like drop-ins at my office for this same reason. I try to communicate what works for me in a respectful way, and most of my factory reps are willing to accommodate that once I've told them my preferences. The same is true for phone calls with me. If a customer calls me, of course, I'm happy to take the call because it's their way to communicate with me. And if that's their preference, I'm happy to do whatever is best and most convenient for them. Of course, I will personally often follow up with an email so that we all have details of the call in writing. If someone tries to get my business with a phone call, though, I'm not very receptive. Recently, I emailed a factory rep of mine with a couple questions and he called me back twice to answer the questions but he never did. He just kept leaving a message saying to call him. So here's the thing. If I had wanted to talk to him on the phone about the questions, wouldn't I have picked up the phone in the first place? So I emailed him again and said, I got your two voicemails. And if you wouldn't mind emailing me the answers to the questions instead of calling, that would be great. They were short and easy answers via email. And he did finally do it. But part of me thinks he had been doing what he prefers for communication method and not considering what me the customer preferred. Okay, so this may make me sound like a horrible person here, and I get it. I am sometimes stubborn. Well, I mean, not always, but sometimes I have been told that I'm stubborn. But I hope that what you're hearing here is not about me being stubborn, but about the way I'm communicated to and the way you should be willing to communicate to your customers. Can you see the difference? I mean, maybe your customers are feeling the same way. Maybe they're getting frustrated because you are not communicating to them in a way they prefer. And all it will take is a request from a competitor in a way that is mindful of their communication preference to get their foot in the door. Today, we don't just have email or phone calls or in-person visits, but I get requests via direct messages on social media. I get Teams calls when a client can see I'm online, which is basically a video chat or call, or even a text message. I'll be perfectly candid here. I struggle with some of these because they're not my norm and therefore things can slip through the cracks with my systems. For example, if I get a DM on social media about a project, I'm usually not at my desk because I try not to spend too much time on social media during the workday. So if I read the message in the evening and forget to put it on my to-do list, I may forget this altogether. I have no problem if that's how the customer wants to communicate. I just have to be better about making sure it gets on my work to-do list. This is the same with texts. I so rarely get client texts that I often don't do anything with text messages when I'm at my desk working. So it can slip through the cracks if I don't add it to my list for the day. For Teams, this one has been a bigger method of communicating since the pandemic. Almost every client I have is on Teams, so they can message me at any moment and also start a video call if they see my status is online. This is great. It really is great and has way more positives than negatives. But the issue is that if I am working on a project with a tight deadline and a client tries to reach me via Teams because they see I'm online and not in a meeting, it's hard to not answer that call and end up in maybe a 20 or 30 minute meeting. Of course, I love that they can reach me so easily and I'm happy to do a video call with a client anytime, even if my hair is in a ponytail or I haven't done my makeup. It is just a downfall at times, but knowing that's how they prefer to communicate allows me to reach them as well in that method of communication. The moral of the story is to think about what your clients want, not 
what you want in terms of communication method and do your best to meet them where they prefer. Pay close attention if you aren't sure what their preferences are and see if you can tell a pattern. If you can't, maybe just ask them what they prefer. I really do appreciate you joining me for the podcast today. I hope it's given you some good insight into how to connect with people and your customers and prospects in a way that is going to be the most successful. I appreciate you joining me for the Sales Not Selling podcast today. I would really love to see this podcast get into more people's devices. Can you help me by sharing this with someone you know that's in sales or maybe a small business owner? I would sincerely appreciate it. If you think of a topic you'd like me to discuss or have any suggestions for me to make this podcast better, let me know by connecting at stacygarrett29, that's S-T-A-C-Y-G-A-R-R-E-T-T, lucky number 29 on LinkedIn, or you can find my podcast page on LinkedIn and Facebook by searching sales, not selling. Have a wonderful day and keep on being the best you. 